In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. All right. Welcome back to the Bravo Docket. This is going to be part two of our Noella and Sweet James deep dive discussion of legal issues. We had to cut it into two parts because there was there was a lot. So this one, we're going to start by going over, if you recall, last time we went over what Sweet James's former business partner alleged against him in his legal pleadings. Now we're going to go over what Sweet James alleged against his former partner in his legal pleadings. And then we're going to get into the tax stuff, the divorce, all that. Everything that we're seeing on the show right now, we'll get into. So let's get into Sweet James's claims. Okay, so in the last episode, I explained how Sweet James and I'm just going to call him James. I don't like saying Sweet James. I just for whatever reason. I just, I don't know. I like the nickname. I, it's easy to remember, which is probably why he was smart to have that. But James versus Sam, Sam versus James. We talked about how they were co-owners of the firm and they each had 50% ownership. Um, and so they each owed a fiduciary duty to each other. And I explained what that means. And basically that they can't be, when you have a fiduciary duty, you can't be acting in a way that's not in the best interest of the company. So you kind of have to put the company first. So the claims that James then files against Sam in the same action, which is called a cross-complaint, says that he originally hired Sam to run the finances of the firm and that Sam was assuring him that everything was running smoothly and that he, and this is, again, just an allegation. We're not saying any of this is true, but this was what was asserted in legal documents by James. He says that there were payments made to outside vendors unrelated to the firm, like a marble and stone installation company. And then I think there was also claims that there was art purchased with firm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was payments of nearly $1 million to outside vendors, like you said, a marble and stone installation company. And then allegedly Sam put in an order for artwork in Prague totaling nearly $300,000. That's... Yeah. That's some expensive art. So then, and tile. Yeah, yeah. So then James <laughs> says he hired a forensic accountant and discovered more instances. And then he also says that Sam solicited clients and employees for a new law firm, which, again, would violate the fiduciary duty that, if it's true, they both had to. So they're both basically pointing fingers at each other, like saying, well, you did this and well, you did this. And this is a divorce. This is a business divorce, which is not a situation you want to be in, especially when you have employees depending on you. I did look up the firm 
again, because I got curious when we were preparing for this second part episode, and it just shows that there's a managing partner, not that there's like another partner, which makes me wonder if it's kind of a situation. I'm not saying they're like the Girardi law firm, but where just James basically has kept complete control. So Sam has his, has a firm in Las Vegas. He's got his own firm now. He's no longer a part of the Sweet James firm. They settled this law firm divorce, which I think Noella also claimed she didn't Oh, no, it's his ex-wife that claims she didn't understand or know what was going on. That's one of the reasons why she needed a forensic accountant. Yeah. Because she didn't know all the finances. Yeah. Well, a couple of other things to point out from James's side. I thought it was interesting how in Sam's complaint, he alleged that both of them really built Sweet James's brand together and they really did it together. He had equal parts in making it what it was. And then James's was saying, no, I did this on my own. I'm the sole person that developed Sweet James. This guy had nothing to do with it. He wasn't even in law school yet, yet he was managing the firm's finances. Not that you need to go to law school to manage finances, but I'm kind of wondering why is this guy managing your whole firm's finances? Anyway, so they kind of have completely alternating narratives that they're putting out in their complaints. Same with the last point that you brought up, the fact that James claims that Sam solicited clients to start forming a new law firm. It's funny because in Sam's, he claimed that James was preventing him from forming a new law firm. So it's like they have flipping arguments. Sam was like, I really wanted to expand. And James was doing his own personal thing, marrying people and going all over the world. And then James (laughs) is on the flip side saying, well, no, he was going behind my back and like trying to start another law firm. So it's just interesting. I think this is One of those fun ones where it's cool to see both sides and read both sides and see how people frame things. And when you read one, you're like, wow, that's really persuasive. Like, screw that guy. And then you read the other one and you're like, wait, no, that actually makes sense, too. Screw that guy. And that's just like the beauty of persuasive legal writing. So, yeah, I mean, I I found Sam's arguments to be pretty persuasive and a lot of them seem to track with reality as far as the fact that James, I mean, James didn't seem like he denied taking off on the big vacation or he did have a fake wedding with Noella. It doesn't look like that's been denied. I mean, they had a ceremony. It just wasn't legal because he's still married to his ex-wife at the time. But as far as whether or not that made anybody look askance, like, I don't know, you know, and it does seem like from what Sam is saying, that he did build the firm up and that James maybe wasn't around to help create like other branches of that same law firm, like in Las Vegas. And so then Sam left and just did it on his own with his own firm now. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate when there's a business divorce like that, especially when it looks like the people had a good relationship in the beginning and it was working really well. It's unfortunate when you can't work things out. But that happens all the time, especially with law firms, like lawyers leave, take clients with them. One thing people may not know is that you cannot have a non-compete with a lawyer because it's the client that gets to pick who their lawyer is. You also can't have one in California, like we talked about in our Mauricio episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, So, yeah, (laughs) that's that. (laughs) So what was the outcome of this? We haven't talked about that. It's settled. It's settled and we don't know the terms of the settlement. It was obviously kept confidential. Also, we really, really wanted to see the forensic examiner's report of the computers, like to see what was actually on there. Remember we told you in the last episode that Sam had a computer expert go in and like get all the data from the hard drives. And that's why he was alleging that James was on those sites that we can't pronounce. There was a protective order entered. And so prying eyes like ours cannot see them. But we tried. I mean, if I was James, I would want all of that filed under seal. Not only oh, the no, not, not only the stuff that we want to see, like the c- computer stuff, like even the allegations, yeah. because I wouldn't want that out there. Now we're talking about it. Yeah. Ugh, not good. I mean, yeah. Once you say something, you can't really unring a bell. And so that's in legal pleadings that we were able to access. And we aren't saying it's true or it's not true. But I mean, those allegations are out there. And as an attorney, when you're signing something, you have a duty to like make sure that it's to the best of your knowledge, not false. And in federal court, that's like a Rule 11 violation. You can get in trouble for signing something if you know that it's false. State courts have similar things. So you have to at least give it the, your best effort. the credibility to the point. Sam had to like certify that to the best of his knowledge, those allegations were true. Yeah. 
So Yeah, and unfortunately for him, the court of public opinion, once they read something, it turns into a headline and that suddenly people believe it's true, you know? Yeah. We think it's more interesting to look at both sides and see what they're both saying. And, you know, I probably in reality, both sides were partially not true? doing things. Per- yeah, like, you know, both sides had some faults and were not doing things exactly right. But it's interesting that he did use, that Sam used James's personal life against him. And it does <laughs> just seem like this guy suddenly, this Mormon from Utah who's been married to the same woman for 18 years, it does kind of maybe seem like he had a little bit of a midlife crisis, divorcing his wife and going on this long vacation in different countries and then, you know, have, like making sure he had a baby and all of this stuff. So and now he lives in Puerto Rico. And we're going to talk about that. I cannot believe. <laughs> well, he says he Get him out of there. I'm Puerto Rican. He cannot be in my <laughs> homeland. Get him out of there. He's giving Puerto Rico a bad name. But everyone should go. He's Puerto Rico is Puerto beautiful. Ricans a bad not name. Not Puerto Ricans. But I just don't want him associated with Puerto Rico. It's a beautiful place. Everyone should go. It is. I've been there. I liked Puerto Rico. I would 100% go back. Yeah. All right. So business divorce. Now what? Oh, yeah. Business There's divorce. There's so much more. Yeah. What is next on our list? I think we should briefly touch on the paternity petition that you found. Yeah. So Noella does have another child. She's got a daughter. In October of 2021, Noella had a lawsuit filed against her by the Creditors Adjustment Bureau, which is a you know debt collection company for around $300,000 for legal fees. And I have to assume from the timing of this that when the law firm or debt collectors or whoever saw that there were tax liens and that she may be getting a divorce and saw that all of that, that they're like, well, we have to take legal action now or else there's no chance of getting our money just in case somebody files for bankruptcy so they can be a perfected creditor. Because, I mean, James has something like $6 million in tax liens, which we will also talk about. Um, and then, obviously, it, it came out on the show that she's getting divorced, and that came out in tabloids and all of that stuff. So one of the things that was interesting in this petition is that Noella has is listed with, like, several names so she's listed as Noella Nance, a.k.a. Noella C. Nance, a.k.a. Noella Bergener, a.k.a. Noella Noel, a.k.a. Noella Samante, and then like does one through ten inclusive, which is just what you put when you don't know the names of everybody that you need to list for a lawsuit. So that's a lot of names. That might be the record for the most names I've ever seen mm-hmm. on a um petition for one person. Have you seen one with more names? No, but I also haven't seen many with individuals before. Mine are normally corporations, but she's just reinventing herself like Diddy and Prince. So good for her. A bunch of names. Prince is one of my favorites. I absolutely, I just have to say that. I love Prince. I think he is a musical genius and I will just sit and watch like videos that have been posted on YouTube of him just like warming up before a show, like performing on every single different instrument. I just think he's a musical genius. And he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this lawsuit, we don't have really any other information other than this law firm is claiming that she owes that Noella of the many names owes the law firm over $300,000 for legal fees involving a paternity suit. So Sessie, I have to like, I mean, I've done some child in need of care cases. I am somewhat familiar with paternity suits, but I have to assume with it being this much that this also involved like a divorce Mm -hmm. or some other things. Yeah. Because I can't imagine that it would be this much money. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't really know either. Didn't Didn't it say when it started or am I making this up? Didn't it start in like 2018 or something? It's the it's Freed and Goldman, and it was May eighth, two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. Um, when and it's a it says re paternity action, and her name at the time is Noella Nance. So May eighth, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, I mean it's odd because when you think paternity, you think Maury Coven or or whatever his name is. <laughs> That's what Maury Povich. Yeah, Maury Povich. <laughs> Maury Povich. Which I love, Maury. And you think, I mean, how long did it take them to do paternity tests? Like a week. Why is it so long from, you said, 2014 till 
I mean, they filed the lawsuit in 2021. Yeah. In October 2021. So for the fees. Right. So we don't know, but that's 300,000. So it's got to, I am I mean, I'm here. So it says in the attached representation letter that the minimum fee charges are $800 an hour for the one attorney's time. And then like $600 an hour for like an associate, $550 an hour for another associate. And for like, so it's like they go down by hours and then like the legal assistants are like $250 an hour. And that can add up, but $300,000 is a lot. Mm-hmm. So that had to, this had to be something that went on for years. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. I'm wondering if like wherever this was litigated refers to divorce I mean, and custody issues. Was it California? I, I don't yeah. know. And where's Noella yeah. from? California. So she's from California. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. You said Utah, and now I'm thinking everyone is from a foreign state or another state. <laughs> foreign to well, me state. Uh, <laughs> James. James and his first yeah, wife from, are Utah. from Utah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I didn't remember where Noella was from. Yeah, I just wonder if like there or here I'm in California. Paternity suits. <laughs> yeah, you're not in Texas I anymore. I don't know where I am. What I'm trying to say is I don't know if California because I don't practice California state law. I wonder if California they just call paternity suits like even if it's divorce and has to do with custody and all that they just call it a paternity suit. I don't know. I don't know either because also in most states like. If it's if you're like trying to seek paternity, that's a fairly short. I'm saying most states, but I know of three that I have knowledge of. If it's not that difficult for a paternity action, and it's also usually not that uh, they usually have a state agency that helps you get child support, so you can contact the state agency that deals with child support in the state that you're in, and they will. They will help you and they will like the state agency will actually be the one that garnishes wages to get the child support for you if that's established, like if you don't have to pay an attorney or anything. So I don't. So it, there was something going on here. And if we find out more, we will tell you what it is. Yeah. But right now we don't know. Maybe like but she we won't had... reveal anything about minors. Oh, no, 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 no. To no. be clear. Right. Um, maybe she had like these law firm attorneys um on retainer and called them up whenever one of her friends got arrested and she was on her way to veil it's not clicking i don't know i there's there's something here i don't know what it was <laughs> i'm talking about lisa <laughs> um wait wait what you didn't, uh, oh, you, was... <laughs> salt lake city i totally that totally went over my head and well because i haven't been able to like talk to you about salt lake city because you haven't watched it yet well so i watched all I that really, like, but yeah okay but yeah Okay, back to, so we talked about the attorney action and we explained what we know about that. Um, and so with this as a case, it's filed in state court and Noella will have to file, get an attorney, file an answer, and which I think she already has. And then, you know, that'll, that'll just go to court over whether or not she actually owes that. And it'll be, it should be pretty straightforward. I'm curious if when she got with, and this is just a theory, this is pure speculation, this is nothing like don't take anything I'm saying right now too seriously. But I'm wondering if like James was like, oh, I'll pay it for you. No, that's or what I'll I was take thinking. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and then when they realized James was in Puerto Rico yeah. and has like six million dollars of tax liens, they're like, well, F, he's not going to pay. We're going to have to actually sue her. So, yeah. yeah and she probably thought he was going to cover it, too. So agreed. OK, so that's. That again, I think the most interesting thing is just the amount of names, honestly, on there. That was the <laughs> highlight for you. For me, it was. I was like, damn, this woman's got a lot of names. They were just making sure they got her. That she's named correctly, which I understand yeah. you have. I get it. I've added two or three names. That was just a lot of names. All right. So now, which mess are we going on to next? <laughs> I think chronologically, the next mess is the tax liens, which this is all you, baby. I don't know anything about taxes. Okay, so there really isn't a ton to say about this. I think it's generally common knowledge that if the federal government claims that, and also the state of California, generally whatever state you're in, if they claim that you owe money, which, I mean, (laughs) it's kind of like your state and federal government every year are like, okay, well, you need to pay your taxes. And then you're kind of like, well, tell me how much I owe. And then they're like, no, you tell us. And then you tell the state and federal government how much you think you owe. And then they're like, uh-uh, wrong. You owe us this much. And if you don't pay us, we're putting a lien on your property and we'll take it from you. 
I mean, that's kind of just how it goes. Like you are like, oh, I owe this much money. I'm filing my taxes. This is how much it is. And you file. We've, I think we've probably all done that. However, so according to the federal government's James owes $5.8 million to the IRS in the state of California. So a federal tax lien was filed against James on June 3rd, 2021, accusing him of owing the government tax for years 2018 and 2019. And then that lien claims that he owes $1.878,438 million. And then for 2018, $2,166,680 for 2019. So the fact that he didn't marry Noella until, what was it, 2020? Legally. Legally, yeah. yeah, Is probably a good thing for Noella. (laughs) That actually might be good. And then the state of California filed its own tax lien claiming that James owes $1,851,225. Now, we talked about, like, we're going to talk about him, like, establishing residency in Puerto Rico or claiming residency in Puerto Rico. And so what this may be is that Jim uh, James's income is actually higher than he reported to the federal government. So Puerto Rico, only there's only a 4% income tax, whereas paying federal income tax in the United States, most of us are paying 25% or a lot more. So that's a huge difference in the amounts that you have to pay. Like if you have Puerto Rican residency and you can claim, you know, that's like you're paying 4% versus 25 to 30%. Or not if you're just gig. like, yeah, if you're just not, and we'll talk about, we'll explain that coming up, but we don't know much about this other than there's tax liens and tax liens, in case you don't know, I think most people do. If the IRS is putting a lien on your property, like you can't sell it or anything with it until you pay off the tax lien. It's like a huge deal. And just you don't want to mess with the IRS. Like you just don't. In fact, one of the smartest people I know literally overpays their federal taxes every year just in case. It's like some people would just rather sleep better at night knowing that they're not going to have the IRS come after them. And I, I, I have to say, like, that's not a bad way to be. So um, on the show, Noella was saying that the lien was on one of the houses that she was trying to sell. Was it the Puerto Rico house? I think what Noella was saying was that the ho- if they just sold the house in Puerto Rico, it's worth more. They could pay. They could pay for it. Got it. Yeah, it's worth more than like, and so they could just pay everything off. And Noella's like, "Who cares?" And <laughs> James obviously is like, "I care because you know." James is probably thinking, and I'm just guessing that. The 4% Puerto Rican tax rate still saves him way more money than, like, especially, like, in the future, than the paying the 25 to 30 or whatever percentage he'd be paying with his income tax bracket in the, you know, United States income, like, federal income tax. So that's a big difference. (laughs) It's a lot, especially when you're, especially, like Karen Huger says, you got to make millions to owe millions. So, like... It is. I guess my question is, so you said a lien is on a a property, specific property. When I was trying to find these, it's claimed that it was, it's under his business address is how you can find them. Mm -hmm. Does that mean there's a lien associated with his business? I'm actually going to the IRS website because I want to make sure I am getting this 100% correct and I'm not just doing it from memory. So... A lien just protects the government's interest in all your property, including real estate, personal property, and financial assets. A federal tax lien exists after the IRS puts a balance due in your books and sends a bill that explains how much you owe. Um, And then you neglect or refuse to fully pay the debt in time. So James, at one point, and I will answer your question, Ceci, in a second, but like James at at one point got this tax notice saying like, we will put a lien on your property, blah, 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 if you don't pay. And then he didn't pay. So then the IRS files a public document called the Notice of Federal Tax Lien to alert creditors that the government has a legal right to your property. So that way, like, if you can't sell anything when you owe the IRS money, like, because the IRS is like, that's mine until this is paid off. Did I answer the question? Yeah, no, I guess, like, I just don't understand why the people that were able to find the liens, we, we weren't able to f- actually find them. They said that you do it by f- searching his business address. So is it because he doesn't have proper domicile or a residential address in the U.S. anymore? So they had to attach it, the announcement, like the public announcement or whatever, to his business address? So he owns the building that the 
law firm is in. So oh. that's probably what it is. And then okay. I it, I would assume if you looked up if his homes are paid off or whatever, if he has like if you looked up those, you would also see it on the houses. So you would end up seeing it on the things that he and he so he owns the building that the that law firm is in. So that's probably what that was. Mm-hmm. Do, do they own the house that Noella lives in? I don't know because I didn't actually I didn't look like those addresses up. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. She also said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. But she yeah. says that he's not paying their rent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's, yeah, she's basically saying like, he's not paying the rent. And so, you know, I, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm a squatter. Oh, okay. And just to make sure that's clear. So yes, the lien attaches to all business property and to all rights to business property, including accounts receivable. So don't mess with the IRS, man. <laughs> no. And that's like so much money. And this is one thing, even though we couldn't find the physical documents, Noella talked about them on the show. It was like a big plot point. The first or second episode, it was like straight out the gate. Yeah. And rumor has it that he was not happy about them talking about it. But that is also a rumor. We don't have any anything to substantiate it. Right. Yeah, it's really unclear. So, okay, we explained like talked about the IRS and the federal tax liens and that information coming out. And that's, a, I mean, that's a lot of money to owe. But apparently he makes a ton of money. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. This, yeah. But he's in Puerto Rico. So should we all <laughs> move to Puerto Rico? People are always like, just move to Puerto Rico. Okay. It's a little more complicated than that. Like you were saying, it might be more fin- financially beneficial for him to just stay there. But, you know, why don't we all move to Puerto Rico? Okay. Puerto Rico is alluring. And I'm just going to do a shout out to tax attorney Robert C. Wood for writing a super helpful article in Forbes magazine. And just side note, Mr. Wood is an attorney with Wood LLP and was the editor in chief of the M&A tax report from 1992 to 2019. So thank you for writing this helpful Forbes article, which honestly summarized everything that I was wanting to talk about. (laughs) So Puerto Rico is is a U.S. commonwealth and part of the U.S., but in some ways still independent. Its tax system is a hybrid, part U.S., part not. So if you can really move yourself and or your business to Puerto Rico, you might be able to cut your income taxes to the bone. But you have to be careful. The interaction between the IRS and the tax people in Puerto Rico is nuanced. So like some Puerto Ricans have to file with the IRS, some with the Puerto Rican Department of Finance, and some with both. Still, Puerto Rico is, I think, trying to lure Americans to move there because, like I said earlier, their tax rate, their income tax is 4%, which is so low. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like I pay so much money in income taxes, and especially when I have my own business. Like, I pay, I feel like I gave the federal government so much money. Like, 4% would be, like, nothing compared to what most of us are used to paying. Legally avoiding the 37% federal tax rate, and then, for example, in California, it's 13.3%. That's a lot of money you're paying in taxes. So if you're making as much money as James is, according to his ex-wife's divorce filings, and then apparently according to the federal government, because again, you have to make millions to owe millions, a 4% tax rate is going to be super, super, you're saying, like, inviting. So... First, if you move with appreciated stock, Bitcoin, or other property, and then sell, all that pre-move appreciation is still subject to the U.S. tax. Only your post-move appreciation of those things will count. Okay, so that's like you can't just like take all your Bitcoins and go to Puerto Rico and then like sell them and not pay federal taxes on it. So don't think you can do that because that's not a thing. So if James sells his many of the houses that like they own, because like his ex-wife was saying like you know that we own three houses that I know of, blah blah blah, whatever. If he sells any of those, that's you're going to pay U.S. taxes on that. So that's not it's not like just like this real simple thing, like just go to Puerto Rico and only pay four percent taxes. Yeah. Yeah. You actually have to move to Puerto Rico. So your tax home, your real home must be in Puerto Rico. It's just like you can't pretend to live in Florida or Texas that doesn't have income tax. You know, you have to like it's the same thing. So to avoid messy facts that don't look like a permanent move, you have to like sell your, you're supposed to really sell your property in the United States and then actually move your real home to Puerto Rico. So that's, so the house that they, James and Noella bought in Puerto Rico, that's could be a big reason why James is like, we're not selling this. Yeah. Like I have to have, have, we have to have the home in Puerto Rico. We have to maintain, like actually own property, maintain a home in Puerto Rico because he needs that to be paying that 4% income tax instead of. The 37 plus 13% <laughs> with the United States and 
California. So, oh, here's the other thing. If it's later found that you didn't really move, you have to pay all the back taxes. It's not just like, oh, no, you have to pay from now on. You have to pay all the back taxes to the federal government and whatever state, like California or whatever. So he already owes a bunch of money, according to the IRS and California. So this is a big deal. So like you can kind of see why James is like, no, I'm not selling this house. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, according to James, they both signed a document saying that they were Puerto Rican residents. And then we'll talk about this more in the divorce. But like you can kind of like with this context, you can kind of see why he would be so against it and not coming back from Puerto Rico. So you have to be present in Puerto Rico for 183 days during the tax year. That's like the big condition, but you have to meet one or more of the following conditions. And I'll just give you a couple of other examples. Like you had no significant connections to the United States during the tax year. That's not going to work for somebody like James, for example, that has a business in the United States and has you know, a wife he's divorcing in the United States. So that's like, he's going to have to probably be in Puerto Rico for 183 days. And then there's all these days, like rules of like what counts as a day, which I Mm -hmm. thought were interesting. So any day you're physically president in Puerto Rico at any time during the day. So you don't even have to be in Puerto Rico the full day. Like, I guess you could like hop back and forth between Puerto Rico and Florida and you could, that would still count. I, I mean, don't use what I'm saying as something to do, but it just says... Any day you're physically present in the territory, any time during the day, um, any day that you're outside of Puerto Rico to accompany any family members, like qualifying family members to receive medical treatment. So if you're flying your auntie to Florida for like chemo or something like that doesn't count as not being there, which I thought was interesting. Any day you're outside Puerto Rico because you leave or are unable to return during any major disaster. So if you go to Florida from Puerto Rico and there's a hurricane and you can't get back, that doesn't count. So there's a bunch of like these little very specific rules of like what counts as a day. And you've got to like be able to keep track of all of it and prove all of it. I was going to say I had um, someone I know maintained a residence in L.A. as well as New York, but he wanted and New Orleans. And I don't remember which one he was trying to get domicile in for tax purposes but he had his secretary mark down every day yeah. where he was and keep track of it for him so it seems similar to that in puerto rico for taking advantage of the tax benefits there i guess the the conclusion is there is a benefit to living in puerto rico you got to be careful follow the rules there's a lot right? there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of rules like there is a huge benefit to being there tax wise but like they're pretty serious about making sure you follow the rules and i you know this is something that the IRS pays close attention to because that's actually a big amount of money they're not getting and they you know they don't like cheaters so Puerto Rico wants you there like it's and it's a great country i've been there but it is it is actually you need to actually be living there for you know, half the year, basically, and not have like a ton of contacts with the United States in order to get that benefit. So yeah, that's likely what uh, James is attempting to do. While we know he has asserted that he is a Puerto Rican citizen in court documents. So we know he is saying that. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So, mm-hmm. okay, probably that's enough tax stuff. <laughs> Okay, what's the next mess? The next mess is the divorce. Okay. Let's just start with dates. We have the petitions. Let's just start with dates of filings. So we know... So timeline. And just I'll just run through this real quick, just so we can kind of like refresh ourselves a little bit too. So like January 20th, 2017, that's according to court documents, the date when it became apparent to uh, James's ex-wife that he no longer wanted to be married to her. Um, then December 31st, 2017, James and Willa have the, you know, allegedly, well, the fake wedding ceremony officiated by the radio personality. Uh, James is still married to his first wife. Then, then July and August, 2018, that's when they go on that big trip, uh, James and Willa. And then September 28th, 2018, that's when James files officially for divorce from his first wife. Um, then he's sued by his law partner January 25th, 2019, and that's when, like, the law firm divorce is going on. And then their son is born. So all this is a whole lot of stuff. So, like, this is just to recap. Like, I know I'm going through this really quick, but, like, James is doing all of these things. He's getting sued by his law partner. He's, you know, gone with Noella to, like, eight different countries or something. And he, then, like, according to both of them, they're doing, like, IVF treatments, and then they're going also overseas to... Uh, have the surrogate to the country of Georgia for their, you know, son. And then so like then their first son is born June 17th, 2019. Okay. And then October 1st, 2019 is allegedly when he stops paying, when James stops paying like the voluntary $40,000 a month to his first wife. And then June 28th, 2020, that's when Noella and James get legally married. And then (laughs) July, 2021, that's when James files for divorce from Noella in Puerto Rico. And then, like, they kind of had dueling stuff there because I think it was August 1st that Noella files for separation. So she's, and we don't know the specific date that Noella got served with the flowers. Wait, what was the specific date that he filed? It was July 30th, 2021. Yeah. It was July 30th, 2021. So then hers was the next day. Yeah. So, like, they obviously had had you know, a heated argument or something. And James clearly beat her to the punch, at least with the, with the filing. And so she and she didn't file for divorce. She filed for legal separation and then later in California and then later amended that to ask for a divorce. But the divorce in Puerto Rico has been granted, according to the I was really proud that I figured out how to look up Puerto Rican court documents. <laughs> according to the Puerto Rican online court system. And we can't pull the actual documents because we are not registered Puerto Rican attorneys. Even though Ceci is Puerto Rican, we're not <laughs> licensed to practice in Puerto Rico. Um, but we were able to look up like the docket. Um, yeah. And that Rico. apparently ended or that was granted December 8th, 2021. Yeah. But, so that's like, the Puerto Rican divorce being granted. But then Noella, and we're going to go through and read like what they've yeah. each said about this, but she claims her divorce proceedings are still happening in California. So we'll go through it. But depending <laughs> on who you believe, they're either legally divorced already or they're not. So so generally, filing for divorce is based on residency. You have to meet residency requirements for the state that you want to file the divorce petition in. Puerto Rico, similarly, you have to have two main requirements before you file for divorce in Puerto Rico. You have to meet, like I just said, the residency requirement. So you have to live in Puerto Rico for a minimum of one year before you can file a divorce petition. And then the grounds upon which you're filing for divorce must have occurred either in Puerto Rico or while at least one spouse was living in the country. If you meet these two basic criteria, then you should be able to file for a divorce. The problem according to Noella, is the second requirement. She claims that he didn't meet the second requirement of the issue, whatever caused the divorce, happening when one of them lived in Puerto Rico. He claims that the reason he filed for a divorce was because she had an affair while he was living in Puerto Rico. 
she claims that that's not true at all. That's bogus. And so he doesn't meet the requirements, those two requirements I just mentioned, to allow him to file in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. That's like when she was posting the text messages and then she even posted part of the Puerto Rican divorce petition on her Instagram in Spanish where he talks it like he alleges that she had cheated on him. And should Puerto I Rico read what she put on her post? Yeah, read like okay. So like, if you haven't been paying attention, if you were like being a good person and hanging out with your family and not paying attention to the social media war between James and Noella over Christmas, then you may have missed this um, feud. They were both posting somewhat like intimate. Yeah, details. And it was like dueling posts. Like James is posting from wherever he is in Puerto Rico and like doing these video messages on Instagram. And then Noella wearing was like, like a Guayavera. <laughs> Noella is posting back. So yeah, Ceci has helpfully transcribed these and we'll read them. This one I think was one of the later posts, but we can go back and read the earlier ones as well. But just for her claims that he fraudulently filed for divorce. I'm going to read this one first. Okay, so she posts a screenshot of text messages as well as a screenshot of the petition. And she says, I don't even know her voice. The problem is, I'm going to go on a little aside right here. The problem is I don't know her enough to, like, feel for her in this situation. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like, but you can do her voice. I don't know what it's, her voice is. I don't remember. Her voice is like this and she oh should i whisper when i do it no don't whisper because it's creepy (laughs) but no when she my voice okay i'm i'm not even gonna read like her i'm just gonna read it read it like i feel like you should read it no i don't want to it's gonna take too long i do think it will take too (laughs) long she walks so slow i mean she she talks talks so slow slow. yeah yeah okay (laughs) i don't want this to last 40 minutes Okay, so text from the day James and I, James said I admitted to or had an affair. Still not quite sure, which because he keeps changing his story. The entire basis of his being able to file for divorce in Puerto Rico. Without an affair, then, he doesn't qualify to file for divorce. I have faith that the courts will follow their own laws and overturn the sham of a divorce granting appropriate jurisdiction where we were married and raised our son, California. If not, watch out, ladies. Never go to Puerto Rico on vacation because your husband might be trying to screw you in a divorce. <laughs> so that was paragraph number one. So, yeah, like we said, she's just saying that there wasn't an affair. Look at these text messages. We were having such a good time. Like, right. OK, so real that can't quick, be the reason. He could have alleged other things like so Noella was an entirely accurate grounds for Uh, There are many acceptable reasons to file for divorce in Puerto Rico. Grounds include spousal child abuse, so he didn't allege that. Uh, Alcohol or drug abuse, he did not allege that. Um, Abandonment, did not allege that, as as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Incurable insanity. I like how it has to be incurable. I just need to clarify. I said that after that one, but we don't know if he alleged any of these. Yeah. We don't have the whole divorce petition. We only have what Noella posted. So, and then long-term separation. But if both parties agree to the divorce, then you can get one without, like, one of the reasons. But obviously, Noella is not, like, agreeing with it. So Yeah. But never go to Puerto Rico, ladies. No, ladies. <laughs> Come don't. on. Go to Puerto Rico. I You're don't marry plaintiff's attorneys with private planes. And, like... I just don't understand <laughs> what she means by that. Don't go to Puerto Rico on your vacation. Because your husband might screw you in a divorce? Does she mean because, like, they went on vacation and then he just stayed? I don't understand. She, according to him, she signed documents saying she's a Puerto Rican resident. And obviously they own, they bought a house together in Puerto Rico. Like, they own a house in Puerto Rico. Because they. she's talked about on the show how he's like, if he just sold the house, then we could pay for the, you know, tax liens and it would be no problem. So, yeah. And I have heard that real estate in Puerto Rico is expensive. So the next paragraph, she 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 writes really long captions and, like, she must be doing it from her phone. These are long. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The second paragraph. So now she goes into the law. Essentially what I just said. <laughs> Number two, in order to qualify for a divorce in Puerto Rico, we must either be citizens, which we're not, or something nefarious happened in our marriage there. In James's filing, he alluded to me either having an affair or confessing to an affair. He said it was around the week of April 11th. Please check my gram. That was the week my daughter was there for spring break. It was great family time. When asked to clarify in court... Oh, she mentions her daughter. Anyway. Mm -hmm. When asked to clarify in court, he changed his story that it was actually in Feb. 
that I admitted to had an affair and it was so bad that we required therapy. That's a lie I could irrefutably prove. The first time we did therapy this year was in May on my insistence when I found out he had been lying to me about his partner's indictment. Which, by the way, I did try to look up and I have not found, I don't know if she's, it's possible, but like, I have not found a law partner that is associated with Sweet James that has been indicted. So I don't know if she's using, I don't know, like what that. Does she mean about the lawsuit, like the Sam lawsuit? Yeah, I mean, but indictment, like. That is not the same thing as lawsuit. Like, that's different. Indictment well, is criminal. maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I don't know. I mean, it's possible, but I didn't find an indictment, like, somebody that was known to be a partner. On Sweet- I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I didn't find one. It's just indictment is a much different word than just, like, lawsuit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. All right. I'm going to skip ahead because there's a lot. But then she says, <laughs> our judge made a ruling without any evidence from James of an affair or hearing our rebuttal evidence. Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory with our court of law. This should have never happened since there was no affair and we are not citizens. Our appeal is being heard on January 5th. I call it a fraudulent divorce because it is exactly that. I don't know the relationships James has forged in these past months in Puerto Rico, but I do know that he has lied, given false testimony, and is abusing the courts there to escape his responsibilities in California where we were married, lived, and raised our son. Okay, so just to be, Noel isn't totally right. Puerto Rico has its own court system that's established by the Puerto Rican Constitution. So it's not like just a branch of the United States courts and Puerto Rico has its own laws. So that's not entirely accurate. Well, federal law, it's under U.S. law. It's run by the First Circuit. Like the, well, but that's that's like if you have like a federal claim that's, yeah. You know, alleged in Puerto Rico, but like Puerto Rico has its own state. Like she's not getting a federal divorce like Puerto Rico has its no, own yeah, state. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. noting. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting like they call it the court of like their trial court is called the court of first instance. Hmm. And then there's the court of appeals and like the Puerto Rican Supreme Court. I just thought that was interesting. Okay. So it does have its own court. What else? She should keep saying we're not citizens. Yeah. and But I do think... I, I, she's, I don't know. This is going to cause a lot of problems. Again, because like, like what we explained about the tax stuff and proving residency, this could cause like a lot of problems for James um, asserting his residency in Puerto Rico, possibly, if she's... I mean, like, doesn't he have to prove it somehow? Do, doesn't he have to submit evidence to the divorce court there? They granted it. There's no way they granted it without evidence, right? He says that there was a hearing, that they had an actual hearing, and that both sides and presented she was there. evidence. Yeah, and yeah. that she was there. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's what he says. But no, I just mean, even even if he doesn't say that, like, a court's not going to grant a divorce without evidence, right? I mean, if she, I don't, cause I don't know, because we can't look at the document. So, like, it's like if she failed to appear, like, if she, mm-hmm. you know, just was, like, ignoring the court proceedings in Puerto Rico and failed to appear because she had filed for separation in California already. Um, I mean, she later amended her California filing to ask for a divorce. And then she also, like, asked for custody of their son in the California court. So, I mean, this is like a jurisdictional firefight. There is um, on the docket that you pulled an evidential hearing. Yeah, it does it look like it does look like, but I don't know if that was James presenting evidence, and then she didn't show up. He says that they both presented evidence. James says, but they even both. still, even if she, he she didn't, she, even if she didn't, he had to. Yeah, he would have yeah, to. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, sorry. So, so the court. Yeah, I'm just trying to say the court <laughs> definitely saw evidence that he was a resident and that there was something that led him to file for divorce. Yeah. something that occurred while he was living there. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Even yeah. if she didn't, even without her putting on a case, the court's not going to grant it without evi- his evidence. Right. He would. Ha- yeah, you're right. That's what I didn't understand your question of her. Sorry. So, yeah, she he would have had to, like, put on evidence that they were residents and then this stuff happened. And then if she wasn't there to refute it, then it's like. But I mean, he says, I mean, he's, this is just this is so much mess. They are so messy. Like and they're so messy with so many things. Like, you're getting a business divorce. You're leaving your first wife, you're having a faux wedding to Noella while you're still married to your first wife. You are like doing all like you're buying a house in Puerto Rico. You're claiming Puerto Rican residency. The IRS is saying that you owe millions of dollars in the state of California is like, no, we want a million dollars. Like it is so much mess. Like just there's I mean, there's so many things that happen in such like a short period of time. That's the other thing. Normally, when we'd be talking about like something with like such a long, like so many different lawsuits and things going on, it would be like a like a span of like 
15 years. This all happened starting like 2017. This is just, I'm sorry, my mind is like blown. <laughs> just how much mess. Yeah, I guess I I think it would be good to go through each of their factual claims from Instagram, not necessarily reading everything again, but just no, no, touching I really... on what they say. <laughs> Give us, yeah, give us the lowdown on, like, what, like, I guess, like, because we talked about it. So, like, what they both, like, let's talk yeah. about each side of the story. I think we've yeah. talked about Noella's, like. Yeah, I think we've done given them both a fair, a fair shot. But so he claims he posted these, like, three videos on December 24th, 2021. Um, he claims we already talked about this, the child stuff. I think we can skip that one. He claims that the divorce ended December 8th in Puerto Rico. He says he's always been supportive of of Noella. It was always her dream to be on Real Housewives of Orange County. He says her focus was always the show. He says they rarely spoke, ended up in fights. He says that she retained an attorney and the attorney told him she was filing for separation. So he claims he had a heads up about it. And then that's why he filed for separation. He says... It's clear to him that Noella chose the show over family. I love her, but don't know who she is anymore. He goes into, I grew up with a conservative Puritan background. She was a world of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, he lost sight of who he was. He's happier now I since did separation. Not, like, I'm just interrupting because I one thing I did not like was where he seemed to be kind of blaming her for like, oh, I, I lost who I was and I, you know, was into sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And like, it seems like he, it seemed like his tone of that post was that he was blaming Noella for that like she was like yeah some fixin that seduced him to this dark way of life and it's just like charlatan if you had a midlife crisis just own it just mm-hmm. own it <laughs> yeah. don't blame Noella sorry yeah. I interrupted no it's fine <laughs> I don't even it's just so much and it's like such a drag <laughs> well can we talk about him serving her with flowers because that oh okay yeah okay that's something so we don't know the, the dates of service is that that what you were saying? Yeah, I don't have like the actual dates of service, but I mean, it's it's around the time that it was filed. And it was obviously while they were filming for the show, but like obviously, like we've talked about, you have to properly serve documents in order for the court to have you know say like you have had notice of this lawsuit, so then we can like require you to show for hearings, blah blah blah. So she talked about how like her mom received the first time that he tried to serve divorce papers from Puerto Rico and that, you know, her mom got them. But obviously, James is an attorney. He wants to make sure he had he like perfects service. So he sent, according to what Noella on the show, he sent flowers to make sure that she was the one that came to the door. And then instead of like a nice note, it was divorce papers that came with the flowers, which is that's a little rough. And Mm -hmm. we saw on the show when Emily was over there. That was she was doing the weird whispering thing. And Emily yeah. like, could not whisper, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah. I was texting you then that I was feeling that this was all fake. It's see, I mean, I believe that he sent her flowers with divorce papers. I mean, to make sure I she don't got know. the papers. I'd, but I'm starting. I don't know. I think because it's like, like I was saying, I have no attachment to her yet. Yeah. And everything has like been so public and on social media. And it's like just so convenient for the show. Yeah. That it's kind of I'm I'm being I'm being a little I don't know. I mean I now my, that you're my talking, guard is up. Now that you're talking, now I'm like now I don't believe her anymore. <laughs> I mean it's and just, I, it, I don't it, I don't mean yeah. I don't want people to be not sympathetic to someone that's going through divorce and you know is being left in the wind with a child, but it just feels a little orchestrated. And I don't have any proof of that. I'm just that's just how I feel. But I think I, it is because yeah. I just don't I don't have any bond to her you know like if it was another housewife that's been on the show longer and they were saying this stuff i might be like oh yeah she i know her you know she's credible to you know me. what i absolutely agree with you and i think you're making an excellent point so like ashley darby for example who's married to that man on <laughs> it's like he's like voldemort don't use I don't bad even words like, I don't, it's like, he's like he's like lord voldemort i don't even like saying his name but like ashley darby is married to mr darby on potomac and if let's say this happened to ashley darby and he moved to puerto rico and i could like you know see this happening we would all feel some kind of way and find things that happen a lot more probably believable and credible because we had we've watched ashley for years now Mm-hmm. Um, being married to 
what do they call him on Watch What Crappens? Like, don't they have a nickname for him, or do they just do his name? Is he not? Or maybe Gollum? it's Danny Pellegrino. Danny Pellegrino calls him Demon Darby. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> that's what it is. But I, I completely agree with what you're saying. We don't, we don't know Noella. We haven't seen her when she's not like engulfed in all of this like mess and chaos. And so it's like it's hard to know. Yeah, we don't have it. We haven't formed like a bond with her just like as a person. No, there's no benchmark for her credibility yet. Plus, like, can't can't you serve papers on someone that from what I remember from my days serving people, can't you serve people that are like somehow associated with the person you're trying to serve? It doesn't necessarily have to be the actual person. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Okay. In, in most states, or at least the states I'm familiar with, which is at least three, probably four, like... And I know I know one, so we can throw yeah. that in there. <laughs> but like, but I, you know, if you serve a mem- an adult member of the household that lives there that's like over 18, that's like a direct relation. So like somebody could serve my husband documents and that would, yeah. con- that would count as serving me. Just and probably like, your mom that lives with you. So I don't know the specific role in California, but in, or in Puerto Rico, or, but and I guess it would be Puerto Rico. But I would, you would think the mom being a household member and being a direct relation, like living at that address and then being a direct, you know, like immediate family member with Noella, that that would count as service. But I don't know the rule for service in Puerto Rico, so. Right. And to be sure, you would want to serve her personally, to be sure. But yeah, I like, yeah, I actually thought the same thing. So I'm like, well, wouldn't service on the mom count? Yeah, I was like, that should be the end of it. And I was just like, well, we didn't we didn't see it happen. Like, and you're right. Like, we didn't see the we didn't see that happen. Um, We we don't see everything on the show. But I was I don't know my my um, my BS. I don't know. I'm just I don't know why I'm like trying to find holes in it but no but you just make a really good point we haven't had a chance to bond with noella or at least even get to know her as a character like i know gina went through i haven't watched a bunch of the older seasons oh my god but but gina went through a bunch of stuff did did people have time to get to know her before all of that stuff happened more than more than noella more than noella like at least a season yeah. And like divorces are very common. Like that's like a thing. It's like you get on, you become a real housewife and you go through like a divorce. Like that's, you know, that have, that's frequent on different franchises. But it does seem like we get a chance to get to know people usually before all of this stuff goes on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, some other things that they've p- both pointed out or brought up in their posts that we haven't talked about was that she says he cut off all of her finances, like all her credit cards. She has no support. She's not paying rent. She's essentially squatting, which squatting laws are fun to get into, but we won't get into that. (laughs) (laughs) She claims that the show is actually how she found out about his tax liens, that there was a background check involved with the show. And that's how she found out he was having financial problems. I know a lot of people, when we like post it, whenever we post about housewives, they're like, why don't they do background checks? And it's like, they're clearly doing some background check, but do they really want to find all the good stuff? And even if it's they like, found it, they still want the people on the show. So Yeah. As a viewer, we enjoy watching the mess. And the, and it, like I've said over and over again, the type of people willing to go on these shows are the type of people that will throw a notice of a pending tax lien into the garbage because they'll just think, oh, it's fine or whatever. Like, I can get away with it. That's the personality type that goes on these shows that we enjoy watching so much for the most part. Yeah, right. She claims she got an attorney that he paid for the retainer because she wanted additional advice on his financial stuff. She also later on December 28th, this is the stuff that made me uncomfortable. She started posting and saying, like, you've done more for me than my attorneys have in the past three weeks like you're oh, the yeah, reason she's like weaponizing the fans yeah. yeah keep doing it like support me did not like that we don't know you who are you <laughs> i'm not gonna go after james for you and then she went into money i thought that was interesting she said legal counsel has oh, advised yeah. me not to discuss money oh. Yeah, she's like, she literally says, my like legal counsel told me not to discuss money. But she's like, I want to be open so you can see that I'm fighting for my son. Uh, it's like, I have... Yeah. Legal counsel telling you not to do that is also privileged. <laughs> it's just, His oh, advice. God, it's so messy. Ugh. With the yeah. plane, $8 million, our vacation house, $14 million. It, is it really $14 million? The Puerto Rico house? Yeah. 
I guess. We so like with the plane eight million, our vacation house fourteen million we acquired during our year of marriage, the two million I'm settling for, I know that sounds high, but can't buy a four bedroom house with that in our neighborhood. That you don't I don't I agree with you. Like I find this very untoward. What does she mean? Uh, she's settling for two million as well. Like I get, I'm assuming she's saying like I'm I'm willing to take like a two million cash payment for the one year we were married or whatever. Mm. It says he was refused to because like it says they were like trying to mediate and settle and that he refused to sign, threatened to sue the network, not seeing her son, added illegal terms for me signing a retraction to Bravo, pushed forward with his fraudulent divorce in Puerto Rico, tortured me by withholding funds needed for our child. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm a tough cookie and can take a lot, but your support after this Christmas Eve post has given me the right combination of courage and rage to speak out. I agree with you. Like, it's just, it's like, I don't like weaponizing the fan. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think she's trying to secure her spot next season. But then he, on December 29th, (laughs) one day after her long thing, released an attorney statement through his counsel. I thought it was interesting. This was the only press release on their website so very important and he goes through like the whole history of them he admits they were legally married on june 18th 2020 and that they had dated for five years prior he says the marriage lasted about a year wait a minute they dated for five years prior because the ex-wife says that she didn't know until like january 2017 that james wanted a divorce from her what's 2020 minus 2017 three three that's three years so they were together for five years? It says, no, James and Noella dated for five years. They were legally married on June 18th, 2020. Mm. <laughs> so that's, that is, that's James's attorney saying that he started dating Noella in 2015. Yeah. So, and his wife, his, his ex-wife, James's ex-wife says that she didn't realize that James no longer wanted to be with her until January 2017. I don't Oh, yeah. Such mess. And the, the, petition, the paternity stuff was 2014. So just putting it into context. Yeah. So like she's so yeah. So like so much. So like Noella's got it has like gives this law firm a retainer in 2014 and signs a representation agreement for paternity stuff. And then if this is accurate from James's attorney statement, she started dating James in 2015. So like two years while he was still married to... No, longer than that. Oh, my God. So much mess. Okay. Yeah, this is a lot. <sighs> Go back to... I just realized that when you were reading it, though. Like, Yeah, I remember timeline. seeing five years, but you know how I don't know math. So when you said 2017, <laughs> it didn't occur to me to bring it up. If they dated for five years and they were legally married on June 18th, 2020, and I thought it was June 28th. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. And then he claims that they... He, like, thought they were going to live in Puerto Rico... She left to go pursue Real Housewives of Orange County. He stayed in Puerto Rico. He's still there today. He said he didn't want the son to be part of the show. But as we know, like the son is mentioned on the show. But have we seen we haven't seen the son on the show, have we? No. Yeah. Oh, so this document is where it says they James and Noel signed documents under penalty of perjury stating they intended to permanently reside in Puerto Rico. Okay, okay. Continue, yeah. sorry. <laughs> and then he says, on July 29, 2021, Noella's legal representatives told our firm that Noella was going to file for separation from James. James filed the next day in Puerto Rico. And then this says, after multiple hearings, a Puerto Rico mm-hmm. judge ruled Puerto Rico is the appropriate jurisdiction for the divorce proceeding. So that's just the jurisdictional issues that we were talking about, that Noella is now saying it was fraudulent. He, they claim that there were multiple hearings. And they claim that they were both at the hearings and that any claim that there was a fraudulent divorce is simply false. So the divorce, according to James, was finalized December 8th, 2021. According to Noella, it's still going on. Well, I mean, she still has, I think, proceedings going or she had proceedings going on in California. And then, I mean, the divorce, the Puerto Rico court did grant the divorce in Puerto Rico. I'm not going to continue because there's just so much more. She responds and then she says on Watch What Happens Live some stuff. So. Oh, yeah. And she's also like saying she's dating somebody new now. It better not be Bronwyn. Like if she better not be dating (laughs) Bronwyn. I will boycott the show. If she started dating Bronwyn, it would be only for the show you know Ugh. then it's like this was all for a storyline okay so 
I'm done with this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, James says he feels Noelle is withholding their son and using the media to get more than she is entitled. And James feels extorted. And he says he has not and will never abandon his son. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And this is also the context with which he posted that Instagram video that I talked about the last time where he talked about going to the country of Georgia and like doing the fertility stuff and having a surrogate and holding yeah. his son for the first time. Yeah. I mentioned Whatever. that one earlier. Yeah. Oh, my God. So much. Okay. It's too much, man. I care about her. I care about all humans. I just don't care about her <laughs> enough to care about this. I, I care about whole, it from a legal yeah. standpoint, but that's it. The whole thing seems fishy. I think we're concluding with Puerto Rico is a lovely country, but don't lie about living there because the IRS will get you. And I will say just James's ex-first wife seems like a lovely person. Um, and... It, Noella is friends with Bronwyn, so that's all I have to say about that. All right. I'm ending this one. Thank you We're for done. listening. We're done with this mess. <laughs> all right. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Bravo Docket is part of the Acast Creator Network.